0: Look in the camera. Whatever you want to do, bro. Do you think? Hi, this is Mike Fellow, and this is my golden hour.
1: So you gotta say two things, bro. You gotta say this is my golden hour, and that was
0: my golden hour. I gotta say both. Yes, bro. Because once one opens and one ends. Hi, this is Mike Fellow. Wait, all right. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Fellow, and this is my golden hour. And that was my golden hour. No, it's high on my fellow. And that was (laughs) my
1: golden hour. Gotta shout out everyone that's in the room. Starting with Sean. Sean, don't show your face yet. I'm gonna get you up here, bro. You're a great guy, man. I met Sean in the Subaru Chronicles. Next is Bixie. Bixie, I love you, bro. You've been my bestie forever, man. And after Bixie is...
0: Bro, he doesn't remember his name. Danny Balkers!
1: Yo... We're gonna get you up here, but come, come to the, the camera, yeah, just like say, hey, oh. this is, this is sea bass, this is my fucking dog. <laughs> All you gotta do is just say, hey, this is not your first time on camera, bro. Nice. So before, actually, we'll get into that after. We'll get into that when you come up here. Nonetheless, I gotta be honest, and it's not supposed to be racist or misogynistic. Or any of the bad shit that you hear about in the media. But we very infrequently have white guests up here. So, Mike, thanks for coming, bro. You're
0: a great guy. I don't even know how to respond to that. But thanks. And? Thanks for having me.
1: That's the second person who said thank you, bro. That, in a row, damn, we must be doing something right. Nonetheless, listen, shout out to Realists.
0: Hell yeah. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. Man, true. You went to high school True. I didn't go to high he went to high school with true for a little bit, but You know True? Yeah. That dude knows everybody, bro. Well true that's went to, well, True went to north, but but nah, me and True are just cool just like through people.
1: Yeah, bro, because I like that that orange is such like an iconic color and I think I'd seen it in your story. I was like, yo, what the fuck? This yeah. dude true's everywhere. Yeah,
0: once True gave me this hat, I haven't taken it off. Shit's fire.
1: Yeah, and we saw we saw some dude at the mall with a headband yeah, on.
0: Yeah, it's everywhere, bro. Anyone who's with the shits, like, when it comes to, like, like up-and-coming brands in Boston and stuff and like having that. having a pulse, yeah. Darylis, Darylis is that. You know what I'm saying? Like, K-Merc rocks that shit. Like, K- all the Cambridge rocks that shit. Like, well, well,
1: well, bro, crazy enough, did you know um, during the show this summer when we were, like, when I was marketing it, I did, like, the little video with K-Merc? Yeah. So, recently... I was in Dorchester because True was like, yeah, bro, I got a shirt for you. And I go up to the crib, had this red door. I was like, yo, bro, I swear to God I've been here before. And it was dead ass the same exact house. True lives in the same exact house that we shot the video at because K-Merk. Is this, is it, it was just like a quick little like trailer. Oh, wait,
0: you shot that video at True's crib? Yeah, it was True's <laughs> crib. That's I was funny. like, yo, bro, this
1: looks mad familiar. He's like, yeah, bro, like. I think they have some relation or something. He's like, Yeah, bro, K-Mark's here all the time. I was like, damn, bro, the city really
0: is small. Honestly, it's crazy. It is. If you're if you keep your ears open, keep your eyes open, you know what I'm saying? Like people are connected. Like the people who are hip to like what's going on, like for the most part, yeah. Know like no peop know everyone else who's like in that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think like more and more I'm realizing like there's a degree in Boston where it's like if you don't know someone Someone you know, definitely knows them. The degrees of
0: separation, but are one very small b- one
1: great thing about this bro, is that we rep Boston, but we're not Bostonians. We're not from it technically.
0: I, I guess yeah. Or do you claim it? I don't claim it in the sense of like, I'm I'm from Boston and like in the sense of like I grew up in Boston because I didn't. Yeah, but I'm like, like I rep that shit because like. You still come up on the culture, and, like, obviously, like, everyone's got homies from Boston, like, I mean, it's, bo- like,
1: it's like, yo, let us claim it, bro. <laughs> I I I did ask you that. That's what Rox was saying last night. She was like.
0: I actually border Boston. You're a little bit further away, away, but yeah. I, actually, I actually border it.
1: Where? Where does it connect? Newton and Boston.
0: Like, Alston and Brighton. Oh, yeah. word.
1: Yeah, that's a fact. Newton's also so fucking big, bro.
0: Yeah, like, you could be on one side of Newton and really not be close to Boston. Like the Needham side, like in the Sticks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Sticks. But you live in the Sticks. I'm from the Sticks,
1: 100%. I'm 100% from Lincoln, Mass. You better watch your mouth, bro,
0: all right? It's nice to see you, but damn. He's off the pike. Well, his, hey. his house is on the highway.
1: Want to know someone crazy? My house was on the highway, too. Which highway? Route 2, bro.
0: Is that's how you get here then, right?
1: I don't. I haven't been out of Lincoln for like five years, bro.
0: Really? You living out here?
1: I I live in that Walgreens parking lot right across from the Burger King. Oh, uh, I it. didn't. Well, there you <laughs> go. I
0: feel like I'm interviewing you right now, Master. Yeah, where where you live? Where you from? N- nonetheless, Mike
1: and I met. Mike fellow, just oh, to I be see, clear. Okay.
0: okay. Would you? Is that how you want me? Let's get that proper introduction first.
1: Oh, okay. Well, since I thought we had already introduced, nonetheless, this is. Mike Fellow. And he's a? Rapper. And a? White boy. I was going to say great guy. And Mike is, his music in the city, I think one thing, mind you, I'm pretty conscious of every artist now, is very distinctive, which I think is a great thing. I don't think you ride
0: anyone else's wave, which is what I fuck with. I appreciate that, bro. That Seriously, that's like something that... I'm sure that's something you focus on a lot, too. I mean, I don't consciously think like, oh, this song sounds like someone I got to ditch it or, oh, this this sounds like I'm not trying to sound unique, but I definitely care about being authentic and like staying true to like what I feel represents me. So like when people say that they get that from my music, I definitely, that's like one of the, that's like, you know, one of the compliments that I look forward to getting.
1: Yeah, but I feel like music's so oversaturated now that like, You must have to make an effort to be like, yo, let me make sure this doesn't sound like everything else I'm hearing.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, music now, there's so much coming out. We were actually talking, uh, Sean Waters, me and him were talking in the car about how, like, there's so much um, music now. Like, you'll have an idea completely on your own, and then a bigger artist will have the same idea completely on their own. And then by the time you want to put out your idea, that idea's already been done. that's a fact. So... Honestly, like, I want to be authentic more than I want to be unique because there's there's always, like, someone above you that's probably going to do your shit first unless you get lucky.
1: You you really think, like...
0: I think being unique is being authentic because if you're authentic, then you're just who you are. Even if you have elements of other people mm -hmm. in it, like, you can really only be who you are. And I think that in and of itself is unique. I mean, there's people who are unique, but they're trying. Yeah, that's
1: a fact. Why, why, you
0: think it's effortless for you sometimes, music? I don't think the music is effortless, but I think I've gotten to a point where I'm comfortable with who I am, so I just make whatever, and and then that's really what it is. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, there's a lot of effort that goes into the music, but I'm out of that stage of, like, trying to find my sound. I'm really just doing what I like. Mm-hmm. When you say you're comfortable with you, who you are, is that
1: is that in line with being self-aware? you think definitely cuz
0: i'm comfortable Is that a with profound th- question of what that was that was like that now we're we're already getting deep um, Man, trust me I'm a good guy i would say you are <laughs> <laughs> you are a good guy um i would say like being self-aware and being um comfortable with who you are definitely go hand in hand like i'm not always the most confident and like i definitely am self-conscious and shit about certain stuff but that comes with being self-aware so like if I feel like, um, I'm doing something that I, I, when I'm doing something that I feel like this, I'm trying to be something I'm not mm-hmm. like, it really is conscious yeah. in my head. I can't really block it out. But don't you, th- don't you think somehow, this is Something I have been thinking about a lot.
1: I'm like, yeah, you can be as individual as you want, but nonetheless, you're replicating something you've picked up on. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Pe- Cause you, people imitate, you know what I'm saying? Like music is imitated to a certain sense, you can try to twist it. Are we on the same page here? Yeah, okay. Uh,
0: you know, um, you know, Coda the Friend, the artist. I don't, he's uh, he's this artist, um, who my friend put me on to kind of recently, but I'd seen his stuff around. But my friend sent me one of a bar, I think he said it, um, and I don't know it word for word, but he said something along the lines of, like, I don't trust anybody that says they never lied. Mm -hmm. Which is like, you know what I mean? Like if someone says they don't sound like anybody or they're not influenced by anybody, like they're lying. It's like if you say you know, like that's just it's bullshit when people say something that they're completely this or they're completely not that. Like the world just doesn't work like that. Here's another self-aware question.
2: Okay,
1: if you if you're self-aware. Does that mean you're aware of your insecurities and you're okay with it? Or does that mean you're not insecure? How about that? Does that make sense for everybody? That's a like real shit question. Because if you're self-aware, I feel like you're confident to a certain level. Is your, your, your mind's blown. D- does that make sense what I'm saying?
0: I think self being self-aware leads to, to real confidence. Meaning, like, you might not be confident right away, but being self-aware eventually leads to you making a decision on am I comfortable With Who I am and where I'm at and then once you get to that point, then you're truly confident, which means You know your strengths, you know your weaknesses, and you're good with that, but like people who aren't self-aware just It's more like an an confident like ignorance is confidence like ignorance is bliss but ignorance is confidence like if you're unwilling or Unaware of your shortcomings and like you probably think you're fine How does someone become self-aware? How do you feel like you became self-aware? Like anxiety, like having anxiety, yeah. and, and like just over th- overthinking a lot of stuff, and then just um realizing, like learning the positives of like having a tendency to overthink mm-hmm. stuff. So, I mean, have you heard of David Goggins?
1: Do you know who that is? Nah, he's like this this like psychotic Marine Army Ranger type dude, and he was like. Yeah, you know, the only way you can learn something about yourself is if like you suffer through crazy pain. And he was like, You have to callous your fucking brain. And I'd never heard anything like that. But I was thinking about like like human growth and like how you grow as a human. That's like the only way you can really grow is if you
0: fucking struggle. Would you agree? Yeah, I think I mean, I think there's degrees to it, like um like i think i think i don't know if if struggle is necessarily the word but like disrupt disruption like you need some something to disrupt whatever you've been comfortable with Mm -hmm. for whatever period of time to make you aware of what you've been doing for that long as fuck and that's really what it is like like pushing your comfort zone type shit yeah, but you don't realize you're in your comfort zone until until something takes you out of it. That's so you a need fact. that you need something to disrupt that before you can even get to that point. Like it's hard to step out of your comfort zone if you don't realize you're you're, you're in it, out of it, or in it. Yeah. I mean, I think, but I think in your day to day,
1: people are conscious of things that make them uncomfortable and fearful. Like you probably have some shit day to day. It's like, yo, I really hate doing this, and then like. All right, I'm just going to fucking do it anyway
0: cuz I'll probably feel better afterwards. Yeah. No, definitely. That's like a big thing with with anxiety is is like someone told me one time like I don't think this was their words, but basically um like anxiety is fear of the future and depression is fear of the past. So it's like anxiety is is your an- your negative anticipations towards like what's gonna happen and mm-hmm. depression is like your negative feelings on what's already happened have you have you always had anxiety yeah i think like the first time i was probably like looking back now the first time i would say I probably noticed it would be when i was probably seven or eight was when i had like my first mm-hmm. panic attack and then shit's scary as fuck bro yeah really scary and like um because you could
1: i had one when i was like 12 I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on, dude? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially when, like, your mind isn't, you can't, like, concretely think on your own. You're like, yo, what the fuck? Like, where are my parents? Like, that shit is fucking petrifying.
0: Yeah. No, so, yeah, when I, when I, that happened to me the first, first time when I was, like, eight, and it kind of just got, um, you know, as just life gets more real, as you get older, it got progressively you know, it'd be like it happened More to me. W- it happened to me once when I was eight, and then happened to me, you know, twice when I was ten, and then it was happening once every few months when I was like fourteen, and then I'd go through periods where like it would be a month at a time where I was getting them like on the d- on the daily. Yeah. So, how do you how do you combat it? Um, for a while I was just kind of pushing it under the rug because like. Um, even though my, my parents didn't bring me up like this, but there's just like this pressure, like, especially as like a dude to like, try and figure that shit out for yourself. Oh, absolutely. So like kind of being scared to be like, yeah, I'm like emotionally weak right now and I need like some help. That's, that's a problem with, I
1: think masculinity right now more than anything. It's like dudes. And I feel like there's a little bit of a shift, but dudes have to like fucking own it on your own. But it's like, yo, dudes have times of weakness too, like insane times of
0: weakness. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, up until actually last year, like I was just kind of going through it and then waiting till I get over it. But then last year I had a, you know, a bad one, A really bad one. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, like called nine one one on myself because I was I felt like big um, panic, a big panic. I didn't feel like I was like a threat to my own safety, but I just knew I wasn't going to get out of it because it had been a couple of days and I wasn't feeling any better. Mm-hmm. Um, That's just and, scary, and bro. So I, sorry. No, it's, it's cool. Honestly, like, um, well, we'll talk about it. But yeah, so like I went to the hospital. They kept me there for seven hours and I left just basically taking like. This thing called Ativan, which is, like, basically just, like, a fast-acting Xanax. So, they held me there for, like, seven hours. Just to give me a pill. Mm-hmm. Um, well, th- I'm
1: sure they want to, like, get your breathing under control and
0: shit. And, like, yeah, but, like, they're just, they, because, but the thing that I've noticed is, like, you know when you walk into the emergency room and they say to you, like, what would you scale your pain at, one to ten?
1: It's like, dude, I don't want to fucking fill out some papers. But how
0: do you quantify that when it's a mental issue? You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. I was going through was a ten, but it might my arm wasn't broken. You know yeah, what I mean? I but, like, I was still feeling like I needed help mm-hmm. in that moment. Anyway, like, so I ended up being, like, all right, I got to go home because I was at school yeah. at the time. So I went home and, like, had to, like, meet with, like, a... Counselor. psychiatric doctor or whatever and got, like, diagnosed with shit and then, like, prescribed stuff. And then I started going to, like, this um, this therapy called... Uh, CBT which, which is, is like a very it's not like talk therapy it's almost like physical therapy but for your m- mental yeah. health yeah it's so like you exercise you g- your brain yeah so it's a very regimented schedule of like you do this we're gonna do this this week we're gonna do this next week and just like over time you build these strategies to manage mm-hmm. your anxiety so that mixed with like taking the medication I was taking Kind of help bal- get me to a balance point, and then from there on it was just kind of you know steady recovery, like, but you it probably you still took- take the meds, yeah, I do I mean, I could probably go off them, but I'm just like I don't really have a reason to right now, and i've I haven't even really it hasn't even really been a year mm-hmm. since I went through all that shit, and it took me like f- four or five months to really get out of it, so um, I'm sorry, bro, honestly, like yeah it's cool, honestly, I feel. I feel like I talk about self-awareness. I feel like I know myself and I'm much more comfortable with knowing like the type of shit that I'm capable of or like the type of shit that like could happen to me. Mm -hmm. I know how to deal with it now more like before I didn't like it was still happening to me, but I just didn't deal with it. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean it wasn't there. Yeah. So now I know how to deal with what's there because I finally was like, all right, I am in a bad place right now and I need help and I need someone to help me. And so, like once I did that, I actually got the help, and I stuck with it, and now I'm in a better position than I was before. So, have you? It's not even a bad thing. If anything, I would say it was a blessing in disguise. Like, you know, when shit gets worse before it gets better. Like, yeah, that's what that's what it was. It got really bad, like to my lowest point, but now I'm in a better. Feel like you're swinging up. I'm in a much better place now. Um in terms of managing the anxiety it's not there less but just in terms of managing it it's much better now than Mm -hmm. it was before i had like admitted to it really i think like one the way you're
1: describing is like very like some people can't really describe but you're describing in such a simplistic way that people can actually understand it but have you besides like Whatever your CBT therapy
0: and like meds, have you tried to do physical exercise? Has that helped? Um, I d- early on when I was like, um, so early on when I first came home, I was literally, um, trailing my parents or whatever they were doing. So I would like literally go to my dad's, you know, job site, like, um, and just like sit in his car, or like, just follow him Mm -hmm. while he's doing like whatever working on a house and then like my mom um i would like go with her to um like just run errands and shit and just follow them around Mm -hmm. and so like eventually my mom you like people say exercise is good for your well-being and shit but i was at a point where i was so anxious that like Raising my heart rate would give me a panic attack mm-hmm. because that's a feeling that is associated with panic attacks. Yeah, so, I Like understand. I made that association. But once I started getting better, then I started playing ball and shit again because I, I that like that helped, right? Definitely. You feel so. I mean, everyone knows that shit, you know, like getting exercise just like. It makes you feel good. Like if you get if you get done Especially exercising, you're supposed to do, bro. Yeah. Know? If you get done exercising by like ten thirty, eleven 11 in the morning. You feel like you can do whatever for the rest of the day and you're chilling. I do it every day. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. I, w- I wish I did it more now, but, I mean, I'm lazy. Yeah. What, what about diet? Like,
1: have you thought of, like, yo, if I had, like, a clean-ass diet, that might help? Just in your
0: experience. Yeah. I mean, I try and I try and drink, like, as much water as I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely drink soda and, like, drink beer and shit like that, but drinking drinking water is super important. That shit helps you a lot, and you don't even realize it until... Yeah, I gotta drink more water, bro, deadass. You do. Drinking water is, like, is clutch. Helps your skin. Helps you, like, just, you know, feel better. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like, with exercise, that's what we're supposed to do, like... That's what humans are supposed to do. Yeah, like, the thing you're supposed to drink is water. Yeah. That's the only thing. I know, it's crazy. So. Like humans are supposed to
1: just be like crazy active, humans are supposed to be like hydrated and eat fucking meat and
0: plants and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like we're we're so refined <laughs> from like what it was originally supposed to be. I know it's Hella crazy how, how
1: it's yeah, how it's distanced and stuff like that. I think like over the past like year I've just realized like, yo humans have like when it comes down to it, you like have to do your most to. Oh, yeah, no, Sean's staying incognito until we get him up Yo, here. Yo, do you want a beer? I'm good, bro, thank you.
0: You want a beer? No.
1: Also, Modelo. You're not sponsoring the podcast, but if you'd like to, I'm a good guy. <laughs> and so is Mike.
0: Yeah, cover that label until, until they bring the bread through.
1: Yeah, no, just like, give me like a hat and like a foam finger, bro. I'll rep you guys. Oh, okay. We lost our <laughs> I didn't know it was ago. that easy. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um... Do you think, this is a, I forget who I a conversation with, but do you think, like, kind of the fact that, like, your mind's been in such a crazy, fucked up place sometimes that it's helped the music? And that's not even mean to be insensitive, but, like, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, it's not insensitive. Um, after the fact. <coughs> I think it was high key. I was like, yeah, high key, your music, like, is your tape was, like, really, like, emotional
0: because you dealt with so much fucked up shit you feel that way sometimes? Yeah, but my take, like, for me at least, like, I mean, I've definitely written dope shit, like, in, in being in, like, an okay state, not great. But, like, it was only beneficial after the fact. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like, yo, I'm gonna fuck my brain up so I can make sick music. Yeah, like, nah, I don't like being in that position. Like, I'll take, I'll take the, I'll take the general mental well-being over, like, making, like, a crazy song, but. Because I I can still channel those emotions But just control them Like The whole like Hot Wings EP Was really just like A celebration of feeling like I'm out of that space You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying Like First line of When the Like when the beat drops And sound waves Like first line I just got through It goes goes on in in my head head. Yeah like That's literally just like What the tape is Mm -hmm. Like I just figured it Like I feel like I have this shit figured out Mm -hmm. So like I definitely I like writing from a past tense perspective I definitely write a lot in the present tense, but like, um, it's good when you feel like your music can be like the the nail in the coffin for that shit, like the resolution, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you think? um,
1: Well, have you always been like a like a subdued type dude, like like low key? Is that how you think I am? Well, that's what you said to me at the Middle East. Do you not remember? I was like, yo, nah. bro, be happy, bro. Like, this shit sold out. You're like, yo, bro, you don't know me, man. This is who I am,
0: bro. Do you remember that? Nah, I don't, honestly. <laughs> I was like, well, all right, bro, my fault. No, to be honest, I mean, first of all, you're just, like, hyped up as hell. Oh, well, like, yeah, you
1: see what I drink every day? Space juice, whoa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm just, first of all, I'm just not as hyped as you. And second of all, like, when I'm in, in, in environments like that, like, I need to kind of just be, like, yeah. low-key. Because, like I said, like, sure I have anxiety. So the shit just, like kind of builds up in me so i kind of try i try and like keep it low key like with people i'm who i'm like real close with sorry i just burped situations you're comfortable with sorry folks um yeah situations i'm co- more comfortable with or people i'm more comfortable around like see me with a lot of energy like i definitely have a lot of energy but like um I, you have like to I, be I would, reserved and yeah like that i would say like honestly like when I was younger, before like I really started feeling the blows of like certain mental health things, I think I had a little bit more energy. But now I just put do a li- put in a little bit more effort to kind of just stay even keel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's what it is. Like, because I, I think I have a mix of both. Because like some of my brothers, I have three brothers. So one of one of my brothers is like super energetic, super hyper. He's older. Yeah, he's older. All three of my brothers are older. Um, And then one of my brothers like, real low-key. And then my oldest brother is kind of in the middle between the two, and I'm kind of like him. My dad my dad is, like, always – not because he's scared to show his emotions, but he just doesn't hang on to shit. Like, he could not be more opposite from me. Like, he'll get really angry for, like, 10, 15 seconds, and, like, within a couple minutes – Keep it moving. Yeah, keep it moving, exactly. And um, so I – definitely have an element of like his like so, so does generosity. he understand like your like your anxiousness? He definitely supports me in like trying to figure it out. But it's kind of a blessing. I definitely I definitely during that time period had some some trouble with like me not feeling like um they got it. I, I think my mom understood it a little bit more. Um And I think my dad like wanted to support me, but I think like he just didn't, he hadn't experienced it in enough of a way to where he could really grasp it. You know what I mean? So like there was just certain things he would ask, like, are you feeling better today? Like, are you this or that? And A, me not wanting to talk about it and B, it not being as concrete as like, oh, I'm feeling two steps better than I was feeling before. Cause it's just like not he. He's just a super, like laid back, dude. Like that's just how he is. Mm-hmm. But he's very supportive. Like would you know do whatever he had to do to make sure I was feeling, okay. Um, so like he was definitely, he was definitely a person who helped a lot. But sometimes there was like friction. It's, it's also generational though. You know this definitely. Is, this is now
1: becoming something that's more. Conscious and culture That people really Are starting to understand that And people are also More comfortable With talking about it now Yeah like, I, my, like my dad for instance Is Just turned 71 Like he never This is all new shit to him It's just like yo if If you experience shit Just like fucking suffocate it And
0: keep it You know what I'm saying Yeah and my dad's like Not like that He just actually Doesn't hold on to shit Yeah Maybe he does And like suffers in silence I don't think he does Cause he is if he does feel it, feel some type of way, like he'll show it.
1: I did, I also wonder if it's just in a generational ignorance, though. Too, like, yeah,
0: I wouldn't say he's ignorant I, any any more and than and a person who has. Shut up like Mike's experience. dad. I'm not saying you're ignorant. Yo, Camera's still straight. Yeah. Anyway. I just want to make make it clear. My dad is a good dude. Is very supportive. He's a good dude. He's taught me a lot, but just in particular with this conversation, just for the real like yeah same way shit out my dad when too. we're talking about like what i was going through in that time with my parents like there was uh, and it's not just my dad like it was there's there was issues with trying to while i didn't want to talk about it and i was going through a lot of shit like trying to navigate like how do i communicate what i'm going through when i'm also like spending every day working on my emotions and then i come home or like you, you know what i mean like I if yeah. i go to a like a therapy appointment Or some shit Right And then I come back And my parents are like Asking me about how I'm doing Or like how it went It's like I just spent An hour like it's Intensively like, Working it's like, yeah, on this just Keep that there Let exactly. them be normal Exactly But they just want to know Because obviously my I parents. worried them Like I was like In the fuck I called fucking 911 on yeah, myself they And they're my parents So like yeah I don't blame them at all But that's just the reality Of those situations mm-hmm. It's like Kind of walking on Everyone's Including myself Everyone's sort of Walking on eggshells How much, how anxious and how conscious
1: of you are you of social media just being a bitch when it comes to naturally anxious people? That shit will fuck you up, man.
0: Yeah, I think it can be really
1: toxic for people. Um, I also think it's a harbor for a lot of people who might be naturally anxious or naturally depressed to when they're scrolling through and everyone else is saying like, yo, I'm really going through it today. I think that can make people totally on fucking edge. You know what I'm saying? Twitter's tough with it, too, man. Twitter is where people
0: are totally venting. Twitter is the worst. Twitter is the worst. Bro, people are just, everyone on Twitter is going through it. Like, bro. I have Twitter almost to just fuel my hatred for yeah. the world. You're a sickle, <laughs> <Like>, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I absolutely hate Twitter. Because <laughs> <laughs> Twi- there's just so much negativity on I Twitter know. because people get validated for their negativity on Twitter. I know, it's tough, man. Like, I think people need a, don't get me wrong, like, everyone who's feeling some negative shit deserves to talk about it. But I think there's, with our generation, with Twitter, there's been, there's become a correlation with if i have some negative feelings and i get enough retweets about Mm -hmm. it then like it's a good thing so people like there's people who are famous on twitter just for like posting shit that's really negative yeah and like i just think that's so whack like just because depression happens and anxiety happens and it's important to talk about it doesn't mean it's like lit i also don't think you know what i mean like it's not like dope i also think (laughs) there's nothing cool about it as a therapy
1: outlet i don't think it's effective and no, no hate to anybody that's going through it and putting on Twitter. I just think there are other ways for you to... Where's the bottle opener at? My bad. No worries. I just think there are other ways for you to get help.
0: No, talk to a close fact. friend.
1: Camera straight. Sean, I'm going to kill you, man. You just
0: got to, like... Is, is, yo, is that $10,000 camera straight? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, It's just, like... The problem is there's a lot of people who their therapy is getting validation of their for their uh for the shit they're going through on twitter and it's like you might get that instant grat- uh gratification but that's just not a cure for th- shit and i also think people take that and make it like a marketing ploy like people are like mm-hmm. oh like anxiety depression is like it's in is in yeah it's, that just not... to be
1: honest it isn't
0: no it is bro like is that
1: shit crazy it's
0: not <laughs> yeah and i just think that shit's so whack bro like um, I like.
1: I, I don't think you should. I think it's good to be conscious of it. It's good that you know people know about it. But I don't think you should glorify it because it's no, fucking, what everyone the f- hates this shit. Bro. What the f- yeah? No one th- fucking likes being crazy anxious or yeah, feeling what the- crazy down fucking six months straight.
0: Yeah, what is glorious about being in a terrible state of mind? Like, there's nothing glorious about it. It's important to talk about, which is why artists talk about it, but. Some people in the
1: music, man. Right.
0: But like when you get when you get sometimes when you get praise for it and it's like, oh, I'm talking about this stuff. I should talk about it more. You can get in the habit of like, basically, you're putting yourself in a state of anxiety or depression because that's what you're getting like feedback for.
1: Yeah. And it's like that. Your Twitter friends aren't your real friends, man. Nope. So They're put just, they, they might so re- put that on a t-shirt. They might retweet your shit, but, like, okay. I know. It's just, like, but I'll just go through Twitter. People will be like, yo, 2018 been the worst year of my life. Yeah, yo, it bums I'm, me oh, out. Yo, I'm, I'm big depressed today, bro. It bums me out. Anxiety dude. OD today, bro. That dark and dangerous. I know, man, but it's also crazy because, like.
0: And it's annoying when it's, like, people who do it and they also aren't producing anything positive. Like That's all you're, do- all you're doing is tweeting negative shit. Like it's one thing if an artist is tweeting negative shit, but then they're putting out music that makes people feel better. Yeah. It's like another thing when you're just a normal person who has 70 K followers cause they've gotten enough retweets on shit about how terrible life is. Like you're just, you're I just, know, it's like, <laughs> you're just spreading like, yo, negativity. Checking out your
1: profile so I can just hate my day a little more, man. Thank you, bro. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like what? Or feel guilty that your day's going good. I know the internet's a crazy fucking place. It is, but it's good too. It, the internet's good the internet's too. it's also a weapon. Big
1: set of weapon for business and marketing, entrepreneurial efforts. That's what I was gonna go with. Mm. Thought you're gonna have it, sea bass. I know it's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: that
1: was my next guess. <laughs> one for two. <laughs> yeah, it's straight. Um, my fault for a messed up anyway. Um Do you, when you
0: drink or you smoke too, right? Yeah, I don't, like, burn it down like that, but I do smoke.
1: That that doesn't heighten it, your, your
0: anxiety? I, I actually, it, it, it did for a while. Like, I wasn't smoking for a while. I started smoking when I was, like, 14. Damn, you were at it young. Really? Your grade wasn't doing that shit at that point? What, you're talking 8th grade 14 or ninth grade 14? Like, summer going into ninth grade. Oh, shit, you were really bored out there in the sticks. Honestly, I was just, like, trying to be on what my cousins were on. yeah my older cousins and shit, you know what I mean? One of my friends also started smoking. Like, he smoked with his older brother. And so I was like, at first, I was like, yo, what's good with this kid? Like, what path is he going down? But then I was like, damn, I want to smoke, <laughs> yeah, too. that's what everyone was like. Yeah, so, like, I, was smoke- I probably smoked from, like, 14 to 16, didn't really feel anything. And then the panic attacks started coming from that. And so I started creating an association with, like, when I smoke, I get anxious. So whenever I'd be... A- Whenever I'd smoke, I would be thinking, oh, I hope I don't get a panic attack. And then once you're high and you think about that, just you turns into a panic into a pa- Yeah, so. It happens
1: to me every time I blaze, bro.
0: Yeah, so I wasn't even, so now that, like, I'm better at managing it, like, that early onset, like, mm-hmm. anxiety, I can kind of move past it, and then I'm chilling. So I've been smoking for the last, like, you know, since like the end of the summer Mm -hmm. when like I felt like I was really at a point where I was like stable. Yeah. But I take breaks here and there if I feel like it's it's fucking with me. But I mean, you know, shout out to the people who uh, know not to ask me if I want the blunt or want the joint because those are the ones who really know what I was going through. There's a lot of people who will be like, um, pass me the shit And I'll be like n- Like back when I wasn't smoking Pass me the shit And I'd be like nah And they'll be like Oh like why not And I'd be like um, Because I just like,
1: fucking panic attack You
0: dickhead Like nah that shit gives me anxiety Like I get panic attacks when I smoke And people would be like Nah dude I feel that I feel that Like I get so paranoid When I'm on Like when I smoke Like I feel like someone's like Watching me It's like not the same thing <laughs> Not the same thing Kind of a fact But like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when, and I know they're just trying to like relate to what yeah. I'm saying, but and, and I'm people not. People who
1: are high want to be surrounded by the other people that are high, bro. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, the the weed shit has never been a problem with me, though, because like all my friends, you know, people I've been around, been smoking. I'm sure you're yeah. on the same type time. Absolutely. Like, so it was never a th- like I was never f- against weed. I'm very pro marijuana, but now I'm smoking it. But I wasn't for a few years.
1: Yeah, bro. I took. I still take it, but not consistently. I took Adderall for like a very long time because it's prescribed. Because as you know, I'm totally off the walls and clear-cut clear case of whatever the fuck they want to call it. That I think for a solid period after, like I totally quit and like was done. Like that scarred my brain for a grip. I thought I was so naturally anxious.
0: Like Did they wean you off of it yeah, or did I you cut a cold turkey? That's like the that's like the worst thing to it's do. Fucking discipline. All right. I was at it. No, but like why did your doctor let you do
1: that? He didn't. <laughs> oh, you just stopped pharmaceuticals are fucked, bro. I mean No, nah, they are. They are fucked.
0: They are, but like you 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 I mean, it's it's the past at this point, so it's like it's whatever, but if I was to, like, stop taking what I was taking right now and just cut it off, like... A little different,
1: though. A little different. Because Adderall's a stimulant. Yeah. So, so, me, I'll just feel like... Like, I was just fucking tired from
0: mm. grip. That shit would...
1: I guess not. I I'm mean, taking
0: antidepressants. I'm yeah. not taking, like, Xanax and shit like that. I take an antidepressant. Xanax is an antidepressant, right? No. It's if not? anything, it's it's a... Uh, it would be called... in In the sense of, like you know when like like you take sh- zoloft something like that yeah. ADHD meds is is would be considered a stimulant and and anxiety and Xanax would be considered a depressant yeah, but it's right. not so antidepressant it really what it does is just balance the chemicals in your brain that mm-hmm. like cause depression and shit like that so like um and it helps with anxiety cuz a lot of the chemicals a lot that's why a lot of people have anxiety and depression because the shit that causes it yeah. It's like the same shit. Um but yeah, if I was to stop taking that shit, I like one time I didn't have a per- my prescription for like 3 days, and I was fine for like the first 2 days. The 3rd day I started getting like physical withdrawals from the shit, which was weird cuz I'm like not an, I'm not an addict by any means. You know what I mean? But I was feeling physical withdrawals. I was getting like shakes and like sudden moments of like dizziness and shit and it was crazy. Bro. I was like, "Damn, I'm really like Stuck in this shit right now,
1: bro. That was my shit too. Like, bro, pharmaceuticals are crazy, and this is gonna sound like a totally barbaric take on it, but it really is just like dudes, other dudes, creating something that they think is gonna change the chemistry in another dude's brain, or a girl, or 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 a girl, but. I think there's so much space to abuse that shit on in the whoever has leverage in the situation like you can totally go psychotic with it. Yeah. And and another fucked up thing is psychiatrists get paid by visit. They get paid by people popping in frequently and then re-prescribing it. So the only way that a psychiatrist can technically be successful is
0: if they have a huge client base and an influx of clients.
1: So, they well, want to prescribe shit.
0: That's the crazy shit with antidepressants. There's like a million different kinds of antidepressants, and they all have different side effects. I'm lucky the first one I was prescribed is the one it I'm works. still on. But I have friends or like people I know who um, have taken like five or six different kinds. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, imagine like having to go through five or six different kinds and you're suffering, and the other person's making bread off it. It's fucking tapped. The business
1: does not make sense. So they're millions but millions. they're making cakey. So, I'm going to join the train. <laughs> <laughs> Big Pharma. That's the, that's the wave the right Screlly. there. Screlly. <laughs> Screlly. Yeah. Screlly. That's, yeah, that's, that's GDP's next. Uh, that's our next branch. I like that. <laughs> Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer the, Pharmacy. Yeah, the GDP Pharmacy. And listen, don't come to Phoenix Down Studios for that. Is that where we're at? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. I... You just snitched on yourself. Oh, no, no. They know we're here. Okay. Obligatory plug. We're at Phoenix Down Recording. This is the, in no gas, this is the best studio to come to in Boston. Not only based on rate, but when you come in, you're going to come out with something much better than what you had in your pocket when you came in. Run by John Scott. He's a top 10 engineer in the country.
0: Statistically.
1: (laughs) Based on all stats.
0: Three point percentage batting average.
1: I would also say, based on being a great guy, he's an awesome dude. I wish you, I wish he was here so you guys could meet him.
0: Thanks. <laughs> all right, so that was the ad section. Of the <laughs> oh no, podcast. we got a
1: bunch of. We could plug a bunch of shit. Um, right.
0: All right, here we're gonna we're gonna use this this period
1: of the podcast for you to make sure you get your plug off, so I can cut you up a clip in case you want to push it. Say, hey, man, this is what's out. This is my Twitter, or Instagram.
0: All right, we're gonna do that now.
1: Yeah, like I want to make sure you get it. All right, yeah, but,
0: um All right, yeah, so my name is Mike Fellow. You can follow me on SoundCloud, Mike Fellow, no spaces, all lowercase. Apple Music, Spotify, same shit, uh, YouTube. Um, I just put a video out for a couple songs on my EP, which is Hot Wings. That's on every platform. Instagram, Mish Fellow, M-E-E-S-H Fellow. Twitter, Mike Fellow. And, yeah, that's basically it. I put shit out uh, pretty regularly. I try and you know, stay up, interact with people, so. I'll I'll plug it for you, too. His EP was,
1: for me, and mind you, I'm not a music reviewer, you know what I'm saying? I'm just a good guy, was very different than everything else I've heard in the city, which
0: was, like, very refreshing.
1: I think on both the production side and the lyrical content. So, yeah, man, between you and I.
0: Yeah, go go listen to the Hot Wing shit, because that's, like, I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna get an an understanding of like most of what we've been talking about throughout mm-hmm. the podcast, I would say the sound and what I'm talking about on that probably, you know, fits that category the most. So, um, yeah, Mike fellow on SoundCloud, Apple Music, everything, Hot Wings on all platforms, um, yeah. Yo,
1: I was asked about to give you a huge plug and you cut me off. I was just just kidding. Okay.
0: All right, plug it, plug it, plug it.
1: Well, I already, I half did. I kind of lost my place, but nonetheless, "Barrel Hot Wings" was a great tape, man. You were saying
0: you were saying that lyrically and sound wise, different S- than most of the different and better. Yeah. So better, better.
1: Oh, better. So like me, that. So me and Jack, I didn't. I don't want to create a like a list because like I have no interest in like creating a hierarchy and shit like that. Yeah, fuck that. But we did want to just like give ode. To like the twenty-seven songs we bumped in Boston, right? So that's Bat. what we're gonna call it twenty-seven songs we bumped. What's the twenty? What what's the significance of twenty-seven? Because across three Instagram posts is nine each. That marketing branding <laughs> content. What like you get
0: nine slides on each one? Uh no, it's just it's, it's you, oh, you can divide oh. twenty-seven, by you divide
1: twenty-seven by three and it's nine.
0: Oh the grid, like the grid. Okay, yeah. got you. Okay.
1: And bro, I love the is it the plus song? How you say Positive it? song The positive song
0: Yeah Dope bro Plus song Positive song There was like no
1: It, it was weird bro There's like no bass It was just like You just kinda like Hit some bars dope. Yeah
0: it was like Just It was like um, Bass line Yeah Like like Actual electric no bass no drop or anything Nah like there's that. no like Major like kick Or 808 mm-hmm. or anything like that um, But yeah I just had to get some bars off You feel what I'm saying It I was dope like, Yeah and, and it was like It was transparent Were you we talking
1: about a shorty Was there a shorty You talking about a shorty or something
0: um, At the end I said something like She liked me because I'm myself But she wearing a mask and shit So cuff cuff You can miss me with all that bullshit yeah, You know, who, up you know who he's talking about? Sean? You he might.
1: might
0: He might I don't know if he does But like he might yeah. It could be It could be anyone honestly Yeah It really could It, it could be a mu- or the, uh, the high Yeah it could be a multitude <laughs> It could <laughs> be a mul- Yeah it could be a well, multitude You man,
1: shorties are crazy That's nuts Yeah, yo, yo, you touched a down to Philly a bunch?
0: I used to go to school out there.
1: Are you transferred to UMass?
0: Yeah, so I went to Temple for my first two years, which Whoa. is in... He, uh, he went to Pitt, same state. Yeah, but crazy shit, Pitt and Boston are, like, equidistant to Philly. That's, That's how big Pennsylvania is. They're both, like, six we hours know. away. We drove the whole state. It was fucking whack. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I went to school in t- uh, Temple... Which is in Philly. So, like, a lot of the people I met when I first went out to college, like, musically and shit, is rooted in Philly. So, like, I do a lot of – I do probably two or three shows out there a year. W- was that one year you went out there or – Two years. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah.
1: All your credits transferred? Yeah. Luckily. That's a fucking – I awesome. mean, tem-
0: honestly, academically, like, Temple and UMass kind of similar. Yeah. And, like, the program I was taking – Were you business school? No. Nah, ec- um, communications. Oh, word. Okay. What's the name of that school at UMass? Is it school of communications? Uh, yeah, I don't know what it's named after. Word. Like, the, the business school is Eisenberg. Eisenberg yeah. That's, like, the big deal. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's sa- what it
1: was the same show at Providence, bro. The, the business school. Like, what is the name of the business school? That's the name of the, the building. It might just be PC School of Business.
3: The nursing school at UMass
0: is fucking huge, too. You know, it's like crazy. UMass Amherst or Lowell? Oh really? Yeah, I knew I knew that. Am- the I knew that UMass Lowell one was like a big deal. I didn't know the UMass Amherst one was, but but yeah, that's so, dope. You can touch out there though. Yeah, I get honestly like there was a a, a a period of time where I felt like I was getting more love in Philly than I was getting out here, because mm-hmm. for the like when I really started doing the shit by myself and building my like the Mike Fellow shit was when I was in Philly. So like a lot of people identify me with that there yeah i understand so, so that's that so like honestly be, being out there i feel very much at home when i'm out there because i get a lot of love out there <laughs> shout out to the people in philly shout out one take dave felton felton street lurch stevens ebn whole squad it's fine big a little bit I mean, the thing here's the thing. Like Boston is in. Uh, you can probably. I mean, everyone in here could probably attest to this. Like, it's at the stage right now where everyone realizes like something special is like happening. So people are starting to like come together and shit. Um, but like the but like the venues, the venues still aren't quite fucking with hip hop like that. Like,
1: I don't vouch for that statement because I'm comfortable with everyone in every single venue. This is this is his opinion.
0: No, that's not. This isn't my opinion, bro. This is a lot of people's opinion. Like it, it, like you don't have to weigh in on it. But like, no, no, I will. We we can get nods or shakes. Like up until this point, until put. All right, we'll we'll say it like this. Until Stiz blew, like there weren't a lot of places until you had like a really good following where you could that weren't, are, like, more identified with, like, alternative rock or, like, folk rock, like, indie, ven- more indie-type venues. Like, that's just a known thing. Like, Boston, the like, that's why a lot of Boston artists, like, I'd, in the 90s and shit, like, moved to New York and identified with New York, like, Gangstar and, like, Static Select and, like, shit like that. I'm going to be honest,
1: bro. I have no knowledge of that era. I have no clue. I'm, I, know, I know who they are.
0: I'm I saying have- the hip-hop scene in Boston is growing now. The fi- oh yeah. The the, the but, but more more than it ever has and like venues are really just starting to realize that the Boston scene is something that it's can prevalent. be beneficial. So like Philly, it's already been like that, but also a lot of people in Philly will tell you it's real doggy dog out there. I mean, it is kind of like that here too, but but Philly, I mean, I don't want to speak on it cuz it's not not my city by any means, but the the culture's definitely more developed there in terms of like opportunities and stuff but they're um but i don't know in any city the shit's competitive the shit's dog eat dog but so i, f- I s- fuck with philly
1: so i can tell you exactly the the quote-unquote issue is with people getting into venues i want to hear it from your perspective actually because you promote so absolutely so the issue with everything something I've learned is it's always about money money. and so there's artists around here you know have followings that there's inconsistency with shows when it comes to rap and it comes to hip hop you have a big show someone comes along throws a huge fucking show right then the next night you'll have someone try to do the same thing And they can't do it.
0: Flops, yeah.
1: So it's a matter of can the venues trust if we get some local Boston artists in here? Which honestly, most times you cannot unless you fucking scrape for it.
0: Will they make money? Can we talk about that though? Because you did that shit. Absolutely. Let's talk about that night. It was sick, it was huge. That night was fire (laughs) It was sick That was fire What was that What night was that July July 21st man July 21st Bro that shit was fire Yo yo
1: Someone threw a a Bouncing ball At his head He was like Yo bro Yo, you gotta tell him to cut this shit out. Yeah, I was, about, I was I, dying. Nah, I
0: man. was really about to swing on a couple people. I think it was my front. cousin. It might have been my I cousin. I was about to swing. Me and it was young, Carl. bro. Me and me and young face <laughs> were really about to like swing on a couple kids in the front row who were just like acting it was too Carl. crazy. Bro. It was
1: Carl, bro.
0: <laughs> bro, I have nothing wrong with people going crazy at shows, but like, at least it was a bouncy ball, bro. It wasn't a tennis ball. No facts, or like a water bottle or some shit. And, like and yo, that. blame
1: that on me because I was the one who brought all those motherfuckers and gave them to the crowd. Yeah, like it, it if, if nice I dynamic, was cool,
0: if it? I was cooler with you at the time, I would have been like, "Yo, why the fuck did you bring those bouncy yeah. balls?" But like, I wasn't gonna. I I mean, I just knew you. I wasn't trying to disrespect you like that. But like I got hit in the head with that bouncy ball, and I was like, "Yo, that's shit, that, that shit's got to go."
1: And the thing is, he came up to me, bro. He's like, "Yo, you gotta tell him to stop." I literally just grabbed the ball, like threw it back in the crowd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, Connor. Connor definitely got like a bad first impression of me. Like I was very like, very serious and very like, not. I was no, no. I was definitely kind of standoffish at that point. No,
1: my my impression of you off rip was the fact that I approach you guys, mind you, I've. Been bleeding The shows I don't know When I saw you guys But you guys wouldn't Roll the windows down When I tried to come talk to you It was in a Subaru In a, a Burger King parking lot And I was like Yo I'm just trying to get Some tickets So you can make some money Yeah yeah Like dead ass yeah. And they like Wouldn't crack the window This dude mics Like something like this Talking to me I'm like yo Can you look at me bro Like did I do something wrong
0: Yeah nah, I I After like Cause at first I was gonna do it as a joke But then I realized like That you actually felt like i had actually made you feel like kind of uncomfortable i was just like yo can you put the window down this is fucking weird nah yeah because i did it as a joke i was like yo i'm gonna fuck with him i'm not gonna roll the window down but i realized like i actually kind of like was like was fucking up his vibe like doing that so i was like i felt bad after that shit (laughs) and then the night also,
1: you guys didn't get out of the car i was like yo we can just like meet and sean was in the car too
0: wasn't yeah. I just like yo, I'm
1: a normal dude, bro? Yeah,
0: no, 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 Yeah. I'll officially apologize for that. Cause that, that, was, that was a little OD. And then the night of the show, I was just stressed because it was like the show night, and yeah. obviously you were stressed too. Mm-hmm. Everyone was stressed out. Cause like that was a bro, that was the biggest show I've ever played. There was five hundred plus people there. Like, you, you know, that how, was a big ass deal. You you know how many how many tickets were sold? It's straight, bro. You know how many tickets were sold? Like six. Six twenty. Yeah, I, I would say them. probably in and out there's probably around 600 people or like at least 500. I don't I think th- they,
1: it was South set was the, the when it was like fat, fat. There was like a, a late rush.
0: Yeah, we were like we were like right before like the peak peak of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Yo, but you you know, Millie's popped out to that shit. Mm-hmm. But like we didn't get it going in time. Like he dipped before like 400 people showed up. Yeah, I know. He was there when there was like 80 people. I know. I
1: you know, There was a, there was a time where I was like, "Well, I knew the whole time, bro, because I had like, you know, been up for eighteen hours every day, doing everything I fucking could, you know. So I knew people were gonna come, but at like ten fifteen, my when the doors open eight, nine. Nine. doors open nine, whatever. I was just like,
0: yo." I, this is like terrible <laughs> Shit didn't really Shit didn't really get popping Until like ten fifteen, ten thirty. 10.30 And then there was just a fucking wave yeah, Huge wave insane. I was shocked honestly um, Just because like That was loud as fuck Just cause it wasn't a steady build It was like 80 people That was me bro It was like 80 people In a 500 person venue For like Forty-five minutes, and then all of a sudden, like three hundred fifty people showed up. <laughs> <That> was <sick. laughs> it was sick. It was sick. Um, but yeah, like after that night, because um, like when I first met you, obviously, I like swear I swear to
1: God, with this chick, you're hearing that in your headphones, right? Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, um, like before that night, the two times I met you was the one night when you did that little promo party at the bar. Yeah, we can talk about that, too, for sure. Um, and then the night that I m- saw you at the car. Um, the car was first, right? I think the car was second, actually. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um,
1: we guys showed up to a promo party dumb late.
0: Yeah, we showed up around, like, 11-something. And I think it probably started a little. Or, no, we showed up at, like, 12. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyway. So, like, before that, before the actual night of the show, I was like, yo, this dude is, like, I can't match this dude's energy, but then like when I saw how the show turned out, I realized like why that shit is so important because it it turned out and I was like, yo, like even though me and his personality are very different, mm-hmm. like the reason that show happened is because it like had to he be up, up, yeah you know? exactly. So like that after that show happened, I was like, I definitely I see like the why the grind yeah. and like the energy is there.
1: Well, bro, you have to like. It's it's a weird and I can get in this state. I have to like work myself way up to it, but I can get in a state where I'm just like nonstop selling, just like bam, 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 and like it's like a fucking superpower. But it's not the way I'm talking to you now is not the same as I'm sure when I had met you initially. I was like, "Yo, what's good, bro? How you doing, man?" When
0: you first met me, it was like in the height of it because it was like two or three. I think the night the height of it, the, <laughs> the night the blackout, of, the the night whatever what it was within three weeks of the show so it was like that's when you were in like full grind mode like trying because i remember that was around when i first followed you on instagram Mm -hmm. and that's when you were posting like every day promoing the show um so then when like i saw the show turn out i was like i see why yeah you do shit like that and i respect it because i don't really have the energy Mm -hmm. to always do shit like that like promo my shit od like that but that but the re but like you Going to those lengths that you did Was like why it turned out to be the way exactly. that it did And it's also like
1: Kind of why I can host the show And why the show's getting big you know? Yeah For I, sure I, I understood there, there's like a natural progression of steps And like Also at this level out here No one really wants to help you You feel me? So you just kind of gotta do it I. So do you remember Big shit at at the the launch party We really thought like Yo that's a fat spot in Boston Like town's dope we shot like sick trailers for it, but I really undermarketed it. We were like, "Yo, bro, like, this is a gimme," and there was no one
0: there, bro. Yeah, facts.
1: And so after that, after that shit, I was with Jack. I was like, "Yo, bro, I'm gonna have to go to reach a different level to sell this fucking thing." Yeah, out. yeah. You know? It was sick though, man. All worked out was dope.
0: Nah, it did for sure.
1: But but back to to Boston as a whole, like.
0: I remember it was either it was either you or Mar- my my homie, Marcello, who actually does, like, all my cover arts and shit. I think I know Marcel because when I was editing the event footage, was he wearing, like, a tight white shirt? He might have been, yeah. honestly. I don't even know. But um, he walked outside around, like, 10, 10, 10 15, and he was like, yo, there's, like, 200 people outside, like, waiting to get in. And I was like, what? Because at, at what? that point, there was, like, 80 people inside. Yeah, yeah. And then the shit just ended up being crazy, so... <laughs> It was dope. That's, that's hilarious. Carl was throwing balls.
1: <laughs> and who who crowd surfed? Was someone else in the crowd, or you guys crowd surfed?
0: We didn't crowd surf. We went into the crowd, like we were rap, Like we brought the mics out into the crowd, and we oh, right. and we like had a, a like a small little mosh like going like just rapping with like the crowd around mm-hmm. us. I want to say, I want to say it was someone on South, like on during South set that. Um, um, I think and South should make a song, bro Honestly Is he serious about it? Not even on a disrespect
1: way Like He's just really quiet He's He's been deadass working on a tape that, like For
0: a grip And I know everyone says this But it's really good, bro or, I mean, like I have To be yeah. honest, like I've only heard the couple of shit that, like You've promoted from him mm-hmm. But if you want to, like Put me on to, yeah, like 100%. What he's been working on Like, for sure Because I didn't really get a chance to chop it up with him much Because, mm-hmm. like
1: Hey, bro, he's he's, he's kind of like you Like he's just like He just sticks to his business Type shit you know Shout out South man Where's Heck at? Where's Big Heck? Heck is starting his own show
0: Really? <laughs> it's like Damn hey,
1: curveball Nah bro I, d- I had a conversation with Hector um, And this was like Inevitable Just because he's been Like everybody I was just like Yo bro like It was tough for me bro I was like Yo like I, You helped me like Start this and shit But like I just move at a Psycho speed So you felt like he wasn't No no not even that It's just like I move best when I'm alone It's just the truth bro With everything I just like Think really fucking fast And just shit clicks And, and nonetheless yo Dan- Danny B's back in here So I want you to I'm gonna get your seat in here I wanna talk about Melfi <laughs> oh, And the Newton Tide of Melfi
0: Oh we can def talk Malfi. Here, wait, let me just I have a funny story about Malfi. Not really like directly me and Malfi, but like me and sort of I mean
1: we'll see. see. Yeah, in the middle. Squeeze by.
0: One sec. Cut Mike talk real quick. Yo. Yeah, we're good. Damn. I told you you just gotta wait. Gotta be patient.
1: Um, so listen, (laughs) I wanna introduce my
0: (laughs) fucking dog.
1: So you guys know Golden Deer days post concert. But when (laughs) the film I made, Danny Buckets was in every set, everything I write, check in with Danny Buckets, everything video-wise, video production-wise, directing-wise, we have a crazy screenplay, is Danny Buckets. Great dude, all around. His real name is Seabess. And... (laughs) This is my buddy, and I'm ha- really happy he's here because he's back from...
3: Oh, he's down at Quantico with the Marines. I don't know.
1: You don't have to talk to me. Like, I'm not
3: interviewing <laughs> you, bro. <laughs> and, and, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to take away from uh, the conversation I, you guys were. having. I don't give a fuck.
1: No, no, no. This is. I wanted to produce this bit because I knew you were both from oh, that's Newman. right. That's right. Can you right. both just check in on, like, Melfi <laughs> and, like, how that shit started? You guys are from different sections of Newland. Yeah, yeah, we're from... Hold on. up.
0: We need con we, we should talk we could talk you wanna talk Malfi first
1: or you wanna talk Newton? What, why don't you guys just start chopping it up, see what you got in common type thing.
0: What? Nah, <laughs> that ain't gonna work. Yeah, Hold on. He
1: you went to Newton South. Yeah.
0: Yes. You went to Newton North.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Geographically, how far do you live from each other?
0: Like two. You well, said miles. you live in I live I live in Newton Corner by
3: like Is it not? You're just talking to
0: it. Uh give me like a location you live in. Like near. by um like
3: you New know York, Oak Square is in Brighton. Yeah, like I live closer to that.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Oh, so we live close. So you live off like Grove and shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we live close. Um, yeah. So we're actually not that far away. Mm-hmm. We're like on the in terms of like closeness to Boston, we're like kind of similar. Mm-hmm. But H- how does that how does that work by school district? Though? He lives on the north side of Comab. Yeah. I live on the south side of Ave. That, that's Ab. the divider. Ave like, Com- 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 is like the ba- basically. Yeah.
1: N- New North is significantly bigger than South, though, right? Uh,
0: like f- uh, not four, significant. F- four or five hundred people, probably. Yeah. But like South, rate. South is like nineteen or two thousand. It's so big as fuck. And, know, and yeah, North yeah, is yeah, like twenty five. Twenty five. Pretty or, big. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Twenty six.
1: There's no like schoolyard beef right between like north and south i mean no or is there just some bullshit? None that I can think. None. what are the stereotypes there
0: used to be beef back in the day <laughs> i want to hear your i want to hear your i don't know there's there's not really any like actually like, nah, there's nothing there's nah, no let's like get legit. real let's hear what's the real south stereotype uh i don't know it's like i, I let's would let's say let's get what let's,
3: i know let's get ethnic at, let's get ethnic with it you, you guys like weren't as good at sports or something as why us? though
1: I would uh, say I think there's a, a stereotype that that South is traditionally much artsier,
3: right? Yeah. Yeah. But even that's not true. I that's don't know. Not it's not true at all. It's
0: all um it's here's all, wh- here's yeah, where it yeah, comes from. Newton the South side of Newton is where a lot of Jewish people settled. Mm-hmm. The north side of Newton's where a lot of Italian people yes. settled. So like back right. in the day when there was like a lot more anti Semitism and shit like that, and like just general like cultural divide like the north side was the italian side Mm -hmm. the south side was the jewish side and like the italian kids had this had the reputation of being like tougher than the south side kids who were like more Mm -hmm. more likely to be jewish Mm -hmm. yeah and like and so like a lot of kids are riding off my fault
1: jack jack yo be quiet we can hear you on the mic it's all good
0: so, um, so like back in the day, so like a lot of kids are riding off the reputations of like what their parents might have right. been, might have experienced at one time, but it's not really oh, so. there's a
1: legacy thing in Newton, like people like grow up there, have their kids there. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not really possible now because housing, I mean, it's just, just expensive, but, yeah. um, but like, yeah, traditionally Italian people lived on the north side, Jewish people lived on the south side, mm-hmm. and so like that kind of carried that whatever animosity there was at that point of like this side's the tough side this side's not kind of carried over it's not really necessarily true anymore but like people still kind of carry the beef like there's yeah. definitely beef in, Did you play football? Yeah. So like in football your senior year remember we got into a brawl in football yeah. you're a year younger than me right like, Yeah when we were in the pre remember we played that uh, preseason game in yeah, north right. and there was that brawl oh, That's right yeah So like oh, oh yeah it's always going on th- it's shit like that. But, like, there's That's not really... Stupid. So, schoolyard's shit. Like, it's not... I mean, Newton... It's Newton, bro. Right? Yeah, like, Newton's, like, low-key as fuck. Like, there's exactly, not... Exactly, exactly. It's, it's, like... It's not like kids are pulling up on people and, like, fighting and shit. But, like, I would definitely say when, like, if you were at a party and, like, you were some... A group of North kids and, like, you were at a South party, like, you would definitely feel like you're out of place. Yeah. Like, I've definitely been in those positions before. But, like, it doesn't get that deep. It yeah. was defi- It was definitely a bigger deal, like... Yeah. 50s, 60s, 70s type shit.
1: Yeah, I was going to say so football just play exhibition because LS played Newton South, mopped every year. Sickening.
0: Except the year that we beat you. Oh, okay. I wasn't <laughs> now, Not when you were at school, but oh, it was the next year, it was, the year after me. We beat you guys on Thanksgiving. Oh,
1: but we were both long gone
0: out of high school at that point. Well, you were two years out. I was one year out. Yeah,
1: bro, that's washed. No, I, In our four years.
0: That yeah, was nah, smack. Th- yes, that is a fact. Th- there
1: was there fact. was some there was some quarterback whose like dad was a weatherman or something. No, he's no, it's just, Austin Burton. Yeah,
0: he Austin. Burton. A, he plays at UCLA. Uh, UCLA yeah, right UCLA. Oh, dude's, dude's
1: a total stud. Total absolute, stud. Absolute stud. So,
0: my senior year, we got washed on Thanksgiving. But the year after that, he was still there. And he was the best quarterback in the state by I mean, far. Like, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, he's not. Na- he's Nate. Who was it? Natick again? Troy Floaty. Oh, nah, yeah. We Troy Floaty. We don't give that dude a shout out. Fuck that dude.
3: What? That's the right word? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Natick North.
0: Yeah. Um, but nah. So, like, th- yeah. His, his last year before he m- went down south for, like, recruiting and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. They played on Thanksgiving and they mm. won. Um, But yeah there was. I don't know But the reason we only play exhibition games in football Cause Is because of fighting Because there would always be like Stupid Stupid, stupid stuff But it's not like
1: <clears throat> It's the peace treaty It's the south and north
0: peace treaty right here Yeah wow the- Yeah gotta, I don't you know bring, bring the two communities together We'd shake, we'd shake hands Look into the look camera And say there's no beef there's Look no, at that No more beef <laughs> We squashed it Newman's fucking huge It is big yeah It is I
1: know from my Grubhub days bro dead oh, ass right. there's
0: some places in newton that it would probably take me as long to get here as it would take uh, to definitely like i'm much close there's a lot of parts of newton that i'm way closer to boston than i am to there
1: where is wobbin
0: wobbin is even like know. <laughs> i literally don't know wobbin is like right off you know like 95 like 128 oh, yeah so like it's right it's exit like right off route nine right before the exit for the pike so like exit for the pike is like 25 and wobbins yeah. like 21 X21. That's
1: like the forgotten area. Wabin
0: wow. Wabin Wabin is forgotten because everything closes at like seven PM. Oh, which is quiet as <laughs> it's fuck. Terrible. Yeah, it's, like, it's like very it's, quiet. It's the most boring place to be is in Is that where the
1: gorge is? Like that fucking Hemlock
0: Gorge? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is in Wabin. Oh yeah,
1: Upper so I know falls. exactly where that shit is.
0: Upper Falls Wab. It's yeah. like on the line. Like Quinabequin. Upper Falls is its own thing though. Well, no, the yeah. Falls is its own thing, but like the Hemlock Gorge, the gorge like right itself. off Queen is
3: sure. That that area, border. that's like I don't know. I I, I don't I don't. Those consider, aren't his part. Like, that's so far away from me. Yeah, exactly. That, that might as well be like
0: that. Those comedic. are two two opposite sides of Newton, where he lives, and like literally opposite. Yeah. Really?
3: Like I'm closer to like downtown Boston. Than
1: yeah. That. What there's a there's some Chinese restaurant off Route Nine there that was like I frequented on the ground Fortune hub. Panda. Some shit like that
0: Fortune Panda it's Small little place Yeah Fortune Panda And if, and if you keep <laughs> or going Or Green there's, Tea There's Wegmans right If you like keep Oh going I, yeah I know Where the Wegmans is Fortune Panda <laughs> I know all them, all, all that shit Yeah
1: then we hit Newton Center bro We get J.P. Licks, the tips, so you got tips, tips Licks. whack. Was it Sweet Tomatoes in Newton Center? Sweet Tomatoes. And then, and then you got uh, Jake's Falafel Yo, didn't, didn't someone Jake's drive their falafel car falafel in a Sweet fire.
0: Tomatoes or some shit? In West oh, Newton. Oh, in West Newton. A different Sweet Tomatoes. Dude, dude. Yeah.
3: That was, yeah, that was actually, like, really sad. Like, people were just... That, that was in West Newton. Yeah. one. Yeah. P- I think... Jesus. Someone was, like, literally just waiting in line for their pizza. I think one,
0: got, person like, died, one, one person died, and then one... person died. I actually used to work at that Sweet Tomatoes, and my, like, person who was above me oh, got... Seriously injured, like broke a ton of bones and shit. Yeah, it was like terrible. Some dude had like a heart thing, like a spat, like a not a stroke, but something to do with like heart attack,
1: based something
0: along those lines, and lost control of their body and crashed into the thing. And like, and the oven, and the thing is, it's glass windows. Yeah, and then there's the counter, and the ovens are right after. So exploded. No, but the car was the car like it could have been way worse because the car drove right into Mm -hmm. the center of the thing and could have hit the ovens which would have literally caused a huge explosion
1: that is like the saddest and crazy yeah it was like
0: ridiculous
3: oh my god did they reopen Mm -hmm. i think
1: yeah you guys like jake's falafel
0: (laughs) yeah did i go there with you yeah i can walk there that that's like where i live i live around there gotcha it's like right near bc and shit oh okay
3: Oh, all right. See, but
1: you used to work at BC.
3: Yeah, I used to be a lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to deny, it, bro. That's right. I'm not denying it. All right, yeah. let's talk Malfi.
1: Wait, wait, one more thing. How much different is this content than the other shit we've produced? This is like, yo, there's no like, like, ridic- edit like ridiculous like <laughs> ridiculously <laughs>
3: different. I know it's crazy. Hey, do you have the light? That light stand though.
1: Is that yours? Did you buy it's that? Not,
0: no, John, already had it. This too. That was oh. huge. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, so yeah, I would yeah, like yeah,
1: to yeah. talk Malfi.
0: Wait, we, the song wait, Hold on. Can we can we pause pause the recording? I need to take a piss. That's how high tech
1: it is. It's... You want to leave? <laughs> All right, yo, here. Give me some, can you just lean back just a little? Um, so Mike, you probably could start it off. when okay. you're a year younger than us. I probably heard about him when we were in eighth grade. You're probably in seventh grade.
0: No, I think I think it was like 2011 ish when I heard of him. High school. The eighth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade, early high school. Word. The,
1: the reason I asked you is because his song is called Miss Newton, his right? Yeah, that was right. his big shit. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, one. Yeah. Of, that
0: was one of his shit. Yeah. There was a remix to oh, Jay Cole right.
1: song. Oh, it was the same beat.
0: Yeah, it was. At, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that. it was like one of J, uh, a song on like one of J Cole's mixtapes. Um, but yeah, M- Miss Newton. That's was, right. Was yeah, yeah it was that. a J Cole beat. Um, yeah, that's right. I was, that's, that's why right. I'm asking you. All right, I was. I was kinda lost for a
3: second to where the But yeah, Miss Newton yes. was no, more, you're, you're right. yes. Yes. Okay,
0: yeah, Miss Newton was one of his first shits to like really go up in terms of like internet virality.
1: Well oh South here? What the hell? <laughs> Did you know this dude was yeah, gonna be here? I told him to come there. Oh word, okay. Nice. <laughs> this is a fucking party. Um so you Yeah, what about it? So did you guys at the time know, like, how big that shit was? Because he was, like, he was a rapper from the city talking about, like, a suburban chick. Like, the content of the song was, like, yo, like, she did a bunch of drugs and shit. Is oh, that yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, Do you yeah. remember it, Mike? Yeah. Did, yeah it was, did At the time, did you, like, know how impactful that shit was? Because now it's a it, is a really big deal, especially in all these circles with the venues. They always refer to, like, a Malfi
3: show. I remember I went to, uh, did I? Was it Malfi? I don't know. I, I went to uh, I think one of his shows. You went to a show. I'm dead serious. I did.
0: You remember that thing? It was like college. Some something, something. something. It was like it was like a little music festival that was supposed to yeah, like, yeah. attract like the college kids in the Boston area yeah. type shit. And he performed at. that. Yes. He was like the headliner. It that, might it was, been, it, that might have been the joint that you went to. There's something like that. I, but yeah, Miss Newton was, was a big was, like, deal. Terrible. But that wasn't actually the first song that I heard by him.
1: But, but he, wasn't he popping it over at like Newton High Schools and shit? And like, well, because he was doing like he, the, would,
0: he, he was doing the little pop ups where he yeah. would like pull up on high schools and shit, and like yeah, he, would, he like, did like up. Boston Latin, Newton South, Newton North. Genius. He would like show up and like people would get people, at, people for lost the, their minds. for the time. I don't think it would still work now, but for the time before like Instagram and like that shit really blew She's like effective. YouTube videos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. When kids were, you know, like back in the day when you were younger, and you would like look up your high school on YouTube to like see if there was any videos, yeah. like it was oh, yeah, gen- yeah. it was mad smart for the time, and like yeah, he pulled a, that. That was before I got to high school though, so like that was eighth grade, I guess. You yeah, came,
3: yeah, he came uh, when you my freshman pre- year at yeah. North. Okay, and like it was like such a big deal. Him and his like crew rolled up. And,
0: mm-hmm. like, Just clean yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, he was smart. He was smart about it.
1: S- so am I. Is this like a totally random question? But I thought this was like a big deal in terms of Newton kids that this song was created. Or is this no. ch- okay? Then that was maybe for the terrible ol- journalism on my no, part. No, no. <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe it was for the older kids. But like for me, it wasn't really. I it's was Kind of the same, but I was. I remember I like heard it
3: and like people would talk about it, and then I was like, Yeah, because because like, it. I was
0: in eighth grade, bro. Like I didn't associate like drug use, suicide, and all that shit with like my.
1: Okay, that was sorry, terrible journalism. I thought I, I thought in terms of Newton, like yo, this was like a staple, like a landmark.
0: Oh like, no, nah, like people nah. weren't bumping that shit. No, no disrespect to Malfi, but like there was a plenty of other s- Malfi songs that people were fucking with more than that shit. Boston lights, yeah. pick it up, pick throw it up. my three, yeah, pick it up, throw my threes. Twi- he was always, he was always wearing like a Red Sox jersey, twist, or Celtics jersey, type yeah, twisted <laughs> and light it. Like that was during, th- that was like during the same period of black and yellow when the remixes were popping. Mm-hmm. So, like, doing, like, city anthems and doing shit was that, popular that like, explicitly identify with your city. Not, like, Stiz where it's, like, oh, he sounds like Boston. Mm-hmm. More just, like, Boston references yeah. and shit mm-hmm. like that. And being, like, really blatant about it with punchlines and, like, all that shit. Like, that's when that was popping. So, yeah. like, that's why Malfi... Not why, but, like, that's a big reason why Malfi caught a lot of buzz. Because, like, that was what was the shit at the time. And he was doing it in a way that... No one else had done it before because, like, people didn't have an artist that was, like, explicitly shouting out Boston yeah. shit.
1: Well, I know, bro. His lib was like Fenway, Dorchester, <laughs> yeah, Southend. Ba- yeah,
0: exactly. I was like,
1: yeah, this dude is a direct Roxbury, Southie. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Danny Buck, it's my fault. Um, I just thought this was, like, an insight you probably had. My- totally misdirected on my part.
3: I can I cannot have less to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: no Let's worries. get him out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll cycle Sean in. <laughs> all right. We got to switch. All right. Bro. Let's switch. Let's switch <laughs> gears.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Guys. We will.
1: Don't worry. You want to pop up? Yeah, so so Mike said he he was gonna bring Sean up.
0: Sean, we yeah. met a couple of times. Sean. It wouldn't be, honestly. It wouldn't be right to do this podcast for me without bringing him. Okay. Great. Thank you, bro. So thank you, bro.
1: This is Sean Waters. Yes, right. is that just is that just your producer name, or is that that's your real name? No, nah, that is not my real name. F- Fire ass producer name, no, no
0: bullshit. Appreciate it.
1: And you produce all your beats come from Sean
0: for the most part. I'll, I, you want me to? An- I'll answer. I would say, all right. Put it this way: so, like, I was working. On, I had the idea to work on this tape before me and him. Before he even ended up really working on it heavy with me, and he ended up doing five of the six songs. so like we did a ep two summers ago called drift where he did all of it it was like let's do an ep together and then this summer it just ended up happening naturally so like a lot of the shit that i do is produced by him just because we i mean i think we go through periods in and out where we line up musically with what we're trying to do and like this summer just happened to be one of those times yeah so i mean we just been doing shit like for a minute for the last few years, because he's a couple years younger than me, and he's just always been grinding on the How producer shit.
2: I'm 19. Damn, shout
0: out yeah, to you, bro. You go to school?
2: Uh, Not currently. I'm taking the semester off, but uh, no. I was out in Colorado, actually.
1: Oh, for the semester off? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. He nah. was at school yeah. in Colorado. We go Boulder? Yeah. Oh, me and Bix touched down in Boulder once. Oh, yeah. Hit the loud pack. <laughs> Started getting wicked anxious, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It all comes back. Well, no, my relationship was bro. I kept checking in at the bathroom. Like, I had to piss, and
0: I did not have to piss. Yo, that happens, bro. It happens. But, yeah, so, like, him, he's, in terms of, like, where I'm at right now musically, he's played a big role in, like, forming that sound. Mm -hmm. In terms of, like. Really
1: jazz influence, huh? Like, there's, like, saxophone a lot. Am am I right in saying that? Yeah, bro, I'm a a jazz drummer, like,
2: classically trained, I guess, if you want to say that. I listened to like the greats, Charles Mingus, fucking Miles Davis and shit.
1: Okay, yeah. so that's like where music kinda started for you?
2: Uh, I mean, bro, like music started for me like forever, dude. Like I, I started producing I if you wanna call it producing, I started um putting loops together and garage band and shit when I was uh back in elementary school, I think. My parents like yeah. got a fucking like MacBook fucking computer and shit like the desktop, desktop yeah, the, the desktop shit yeah, yeah. and you're on garage yeah i saw that garage man shit and i would just work on that shit for hours and i still do that <laughs> it's dope bro
1: and, and so how did you guys link you're also from newton
2: yeah i'm from newton um went to newton south too yeah went new went to newton south and then i uh i heard his shit so he was in no trace before from another uh yeah another so, era yeah Um. so hold
0: on let me real quick (laughs) so like back when i was in high school i was like rapping with one of my homies and we don't like do shit together anymore like we're still cool but like we just you know different paths and life type shit one sec yo
1: just yo just stay out
0: all right yeah it's fine um so like yeah when i was in high school like i was doing um music with one of my homies but like we just went you know different ways um in life past like we're still we're still cool and shit, yeah. but we just don't really make music together anymore um so like at the time you know when you're in high school it's like a small it's a very close-knit community of a lot of people so yeah. like we had a decent following going for the fact that we were in high school we what, were one of the only your pe- senior year of high school no nah, i was like freshman through oh senior sh- year. oh so you've been doing music for a grip yeah oh, since word. i was like 14. word and um and, like, that was really when I was just, like, trying to figure out how to rap and shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wasn't really, like, the content part wasn't really as much. It was more, like, the technical aspect of yeah. it. So, you know what I mean? I was in high school. Like, what the fuck did I have to talk about? Um, but, yeah. So, I guess that's how he must have heard of me. And then he, um, he hit me up. How old were you when you first linked? So, I don't know if he remembers this. But when I was a freshman in college. So, he must have mm-hmm. been, what, junior in high school?
2: yeah it's about like 15 16 yeah Fif- yeah, <laughs> 15, young, si- yeah 15 yeah fifteen, sixteen
0: 16 years old he hit me up like early on in the school year when i was still at temple and was like yo i got these beats whatever mm-hmm. whatever I, I i listened to his beats and like i was like i hear the potential but it's not there like it just doesn't line up yet and eventually um you sent me aqua yeah which was one of the, f- which was the first song that we put out together. Right. And then I'll let him, I can let him tell the story. Do lot, you there. do a lot of Young
2: Face stuff, too? Uh, yeah, I, I met Young Face um, this summer, actually, because of Michael. And uh, I produced this shit, Horsey Freestyle. I don't know if you've heard that. I think I heard that just um, yet. Um, and then I produced the joint with Mike Fellow and Young Face. Is
0: that Wake Up? The En Route joint. En Route. I heard that. Yeah, off yeah. the EP. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I heard it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Really, I just be making beats, making music. I have to make music every day for. Mm-hmm. What, what software? I'm on, I'm on uh, Logic right now. Word. Been doing Ableton. So do you li- do you shit.
1: live record a lot of stuff?
2: Yeah, man. Um, it really depends. Like I, I like to go in, um, each session if you want to call it that, just with a, you know, nothing on my mind, and just let the music speak to me. Like I I sample a lot. I I, I use a lot of samples with Mike. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about
0: the jazz In terms of the yeah. jazz influence and shit Yeah, when I
1: said that You seemed like I was, like, dumb I'm, Am I right? No, stuff?
0: not No, you're not dumb no, I'm not sure. But, like But to, you're fucking f- stupid no, no, no To make it more specific, though Is more, like I think early on He was doing a lot of jazz sampling But mm-hmm. really, m- like More in terms of the general aspect Like, the shit we come up, come together on a lot Is, like, very sample-based So, like, mm-hmm. early on It was a lot more jazz shit b- Um, But I don't know Like, what, Did what sample Did you positive song? Nah no, nah, he didn't a, do that joint. Okay. But every every song except the last song on the EP, he did. He did the whole drift EP, and then he did Aqua. What else do you do? You did Where the Love, mm-hmm. um, and uh, seems like you guys get along well too, huh? Yeah, bro. We yeah. did a lot of shit, but but yeah, it like eventually got to a point where we were just friends, not just making music. And, Mm -hmm. like, he was not just sending me beats. Like, we were just chopping it up. So, we would just start listening. Because he has a record player. We would just listen to records and just find the samples and Mm -hmm. shit. So, once we kind of got – once the putting saxophone trumpet shit in samples got kind of played out, like, we had to, like, start searching for, like, new shit. So, it's more like – I don't know. Like, what would you say the samples you look for now are more –
2: Bro, anything. Um,
0: I'll sample some, like, indie shit, some
2: uh, fucking – some metal shit honestly like funk
0: soul
2: like anything anything, i listen to everything and i think that's um
0: but yeah no we use a lot of samples from like (laughs) instrumental like in terms of like real instrument live instrument stuff and then kind of make it our own thing but um but yeah like we've just once he kind of showed me the type time he was on like i was like this is this is where i want to go this is what i've been looking for but haven't found a person to do it with right so, yeah. Fifteen
1: is young to be at it, bro. Good for you, Yes. I can't even Thanks remember bro. what I was doing when I was fifteen, <laughs> honestly. You you guys remember Olivia Newton? Like, I don't know if it was the same, but in Lincoln, like how essential it was to get your license and be able to drive. Was that huge for you guys? Yeah, it
0: was pretty big deal. Like,
1: imagine remember not having a license. Holy fuck!
0: I didn't get my license till late because I was just slacking. But like, I remember when people got their license how lit it was to like be able to like go get food and shit. I started skipping class like O D when people got their cars and shit. I would go somewhere and I'd be like, fuck, I don't want to go. New
1: and south did some shit, uh do you do full lunch? Or like you how would you be able to leave for lunch?
0: Yeah, like open campus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same shit. Yeah. Word. So we could like bounce if we wanted to. Um so yeah, once you're like a junior or senior, like a lot of people you would be in and out of the cafeteria, but like, in terms of like grabbing a table, yeah, it wasn't really the way of senior year. Not at all.
1: Um. So, here's here's another chance to get, to get a solid plug off. Do you, you guys have music on the way? We always got music on the way. Like, yeah, I, I'm gonna be keep it a buck too, mind you. I'm like kind of marketing aficionado. You you're dropping shit very well. Like what? Right internet's free man internet's free use it fucking do it yeah hell yeah and and people like free music all the time yeah so so yo, big ups to you bro
0: appreciate that bro (laughs) because honestly i don't even think my marketing games all that i just put out the music and i like i just hope that the shit carries but like to hear that you feel like i'm Mm -hmm. i have a good direction with it that's good well you're not
1: overthinking it which is what you have to
0: do yeah so that's the thing but But yeah, how would you describe how the how our music comes together? It's pretty like spontaneous because like we're always whether it's me sending him some shit on another person's beat or him sending me some shit he does on his own because he does his own thing, like with vocals and all that. Um, Like we just send each other shit back and forth and like sometimes it clicks, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I don't like what he sends, or sometimes he doesn't like what I send, or sometimes we like what each other sends, but it's not, like, mm-hmm. each other's wave, but, like... Yeah, but over, there's over
1: a, like, there's a maturation process, I'm sure, between, like, producer and artist, where you guys just kind of start to click a little bit more as time goes on. Yeah,
0: we just... He's, like, one of those types of kids, like, I'll let him explain it more, but he's one of those types of kids who's willing to try anything. Mm-hmm. And Word. that's huge. And And so, for me... I would describe not not as hit or miss, but like for my taste, as hit or miss. But he's willing to try anything, so like he'll do, he'll send me whatever, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But he's going to be doing his thing regardless. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So like, w- would you agree with that? Yeah, I would say that's kind of I, how I, it I is. Totally agree. Like I'm
2: saying, like I just make whatever you know. Like music is life. I love I love every music, uh, every type of music. Uh. As long as I can see that um, the artists, you know, put their heart. <laughs> I, I into can see that you being shit. the type
1: of dude to to totally love the machine beat pad. You oh, know, I have
0: one of those, Jones. Yeah, I can see you being like the total yeah. classic, just smashing a pad. <laughs> nah, he def came up on that for sure, like, yeah. at one point.
1: Uh, you're the, you the full studio pad? Or you're the micro? Uh,
2: I got the fucking, like, the OG shit. I don't know what it is. Like, Machina. Not the studio, but just the. Uh,
1: Bro, so I made beats for a Fucking summer, right? Going through it, tough. So I was checking in my friend's house in Manipan, like, consistent. I was like, all right, I'm in the hood, man. I'm just going to, like, learn how to make some beats. So I was making beats for, like, three weeks on his pad. And I was like, all right, bro, like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to do this forever. So, like, I went to Guitar Center, and it says three levels of pads. It's, like, the Machina Studio, which is, like, 800 beans. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the machino which is 500. Mm-hmm. And there's the Micro, which is 250. So I go up to do. I'm like, all right, I want the machine.
0: They yeah. all got sixteen pads though, right? It's just like the amount of knobs, right? Yeah,
1: I honestly couldn't tell you, man. <laughs> but well, that
0: tells it all. Yeah. Right?
1: And so he was, he was like, "All right." Um, I was like, "All right." I'm making beats with my friend in the studio. I'm gonna do this forever, man. Like, give me your best pad. He's like, "Oh, he's like, oh, like you're like a pro. Like, do you want the like the studio?" I'm like, "Yeah, I just did, I've done it for like a month." He's like, "You You want the small one, man? Like, I'll give you the micro." I was like, nah, man. I'm in this for the long haul." So all right, I'll give you the five hundred dollar pad. And then he was like. I was like, nah, man, like, give me the best, right? Buy the $800 pad. He's like, all right, man, enjoy. I go back literally one month later to return it. Yeah, bro.
2: I mean, what I find uh, more uh, as I keep, you know, producing is that it doesn't really matter about the software. It doesn't matter about the hardware. It really just matters about that sound. Um, and, like, just for any young producers, old producers, I think you can all agree that it's really just about the sound, um when it comes down to it and the feel. Yeah. Um and just you know, I think working with Mike Fell has been dope because he's like unique. Um and I think that you should never make a beat, you know, thinking, Damn, I wanna make like a a Drake type beat. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not gonna come out right, you know. No, that's facts. You wanna just make
0: a beat cuz he's nice obviously so i've hit him and been like yo you need to like make a beat and like send it to this artist and he'll be like bro i'm not trying to like make something to try and imp- to try and get another person to rap on it which actually like influenced me cuz it's like sometimes i'll make some like at times i'll be making some shit and i'll be like doing it because i think someone else will like it and i got to remind yeah. myself that that's not why i'm making music
1: well it's weird i think it's a weird bind So, mind you, I think I can relate to a lot of the artists up here because, like, I will still long-term, like, we make film and, like, we produce film. So, I understand. Yeah, your
0: skits and shit are, like, pretty cinematic, like, relatively speaking for, like, an Instagram video.
1: Oh, absolutely, brother. I mean, that's where I'm, like, strong. So, it's, like, I get it, but at a certain point, you have to make something that sells. So, I realize that's, like, a tough bind for a lot of artists. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like fuck. I don't want to like abandon like what I really like, but at the same time, I need to somehow get bread off this. One for you, one for them. That's
0: it's kind of a, it is kind of a trade off.
1: Like, or or it's like finding the mesh, don't you think? I would say so. I mean, you think about that a lot. Like yo, how am I, how am
0: I gonna come up like off of big money making music? There's not put it this way. There's nothing heroic about being. There's nothing heroic about being a person who's unwilling to understand what other people like. Absolutely. Totally right. Like, any, the same thing like I was saying before. Anyone who says they never told a lie. I don't trust anybody who said they never told a lie. Anyone who says they don't care what other people think, cap him, bro. Like, well, every, even if you don't care, like, you don't let it affect your activity, you're aware of what other people like. Absolutely. Like, that's just a fact. So, like... You still make stuff with a consciousness of, even if it's just a matter of like, can people relate to this? Because mm-hmm. I care about that. I want, I want when people hear my music to be like, this resonates with me in a certain way. But at the same time, I'm not gonna sacrifice what I feel is authentic to me for the sake of making other people fuck with it. Yeah, I, I you're conscious, you just, dude, man. You just gotta find that balance, bro. It's finding that balance. Balance, baby. I'm balancing. So you know, I'm tripping really so off. <laughs> nah, he is. This dude's bad. Like, I mean, this is how he is all the time. He's just hella low key and shit. Damn, bro. We,
1: me and you couldn't be more different. But I dare fuck with you, man. You're a great Thanks, guy. Bro, fuck you
0: too.
1: Um. All right. I'm gonna ask you to get out real quick, just so I can finish up with like one or two with Mike. That's straight. Yes, and shout out to my guy Sean. What's your IG, Sean?
2: Uh, underscore Sean Waters.
1: And Twitter Anything else SoundCloud
2: uh, Twitter should be Sean Waters S Or 666 <laughs> Twitter should be Sean Waters 666 SoundCloud are you really on that Satanic uh, shit Not really He's just on his Dark shit <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Um, And then <laughs> SoundCloud I'm um, Sean Waters And uh Yeah bro Let's get it
1: Shout out to my guy I'll let you squeeze through Those
3: fucking wires
1: I know man Don't tell him So, there was one thing I wanted to discuss before we ended. Let's do it. Well, there's two things. One of them is not that serious, but this dude, Mike, is the king of the low selfie shot with the double chin popping. <laughs>
3: He's,
1: he takes his pics like this. Yeah. Dead ass, it has me dying, though, bro. He does it yeah. every time. I don't really get the statement. I don't understand, but every picture he takes, he puts on the gram. He's like this.
0: It's yeah, <laughs> fucking bro. hilarious Yeah Is, is that just, that's just your signature? Well First of all The fact is I got a double chin Well you got a beard though bro I got a beard Which definitely Makes me look a little more fat Than I am But like You think
1: that? I thought it would usually Make your face look
0: thinner Well cause I let it grow on the neck Yeah I feel you So when you get a When you get When I get lined up and shit Like mm-hmm. I'm good But The fact is I have a double chin So when I fuck It was like this everyone is how everyone has one though. Everyone, bro. but that's what I'm saying. Everyone has one. So I'm saying I'm still I'm still fire from a low angle.
1: So I'm still you gonna see as
0: you It's like hilarious. Do you get what I'm saying? Like,
1: like this, my point. I know, but you you really force it though, bro. Like,
0: yeah, because I'm trying to make a point. Like, it's not. Like, what is the point? My point is that like, my point is that like this like i can look i can look good from a high angle but like also i'm happy with myself at a low angle like this is me when i look like sh- yeah bro but you but you also like stick like your shit.
1: tongue out sometimes like, every time you do it i'm like yo bro this dude this dude's really a 101 on ig it's ridiculous See, man, right. look this is shit's this- absurd bro i like that that's your pose <laughs>
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying it's like some big fucking statement. It's more just like, all right, bro. Like, That's some key ass marketing. That's I some can tip, key ass marketing. I can tip the angle to be like this, but like the point of what most of my stories are is trying to get is trying to get whatever I'm saying across. So it's like, okay, like I look like this from down here, but I'm still trying to say the same thing whether I'm up here or down here. So fuck it, like I'm just gonna take the picture down here. Also, That's- I'm usually chilling in the whip, so I'm like. I'm not about to be like this in the whip. I'm gonna be like this, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's (laughs) how you—that's how you look at your phone. You know what I mean? Like, I—if I'm looking at my phone, like good angles like this. Usually, some people hold it up higher. Good angles like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm about to post that on my story right now. Yeah, tell
1: tell me you're on set
0: in that golden deer
1: of the most rambunctious podcast set possible. Also, thank thank you for being patient with the ins and outs. I appreciate
0: that. Oh yeah, bro. Honestly, I've had a good time, and you know, bro. Like I've been, I've been low key, but like high key, trying to get on this shit for a minute. Oh yeah, absolutely. I knew you were gonna, I knew you were gonna like bring me on at some point, but I just wanted to make it clear, like I want to be on the show. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely, bro. I, and I think, I think you also have a, a pulse of like. Well, you know, you've, like, loved Boston music for so long that you understand that this itself is kind of a big deal, that this is starting to happen. Yeah,
0: I see, all, and I see, like, all the homies, like, pulling up on the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I want to be a part of this shit, too. Yeah, you absolutely. Know what I'm so, so, yeah, that, like, I definitely fuck with what you're doing because also, like, the real reason why people who, quote-unquote, control the industry in Boston are starting to respect the hip hop shit is because the artists are starting to make it clear like that. We're going to rep Boston. You know what I mean? Like,
1: bro, I got to be honest with you though. I think that's, it's, it's really
0: about money, bro. It's like, whatever it's all about. It's it's a fact. I agree that it's about money. I'm saying now the fact that artists are, are showing off the buzz Mm -hmm. and being like, this shit is something happening. People see that they can capitalize off of it. I'm not going to, I'm not gonna lie, like the venues are out here trying to like put artists on and like no, create no, no, a, no. create a wave. But I'm saying for them to see that it's it can be capitalized upon is to like see that there is something growing. And the shit's hella grassroots, which is why I believe in it so hard. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're just yeah, you're just a kid who was like I want to do this shit like I want to promote shows like I want to do Absolutely. I want to do this and that and you're doing it I'm, I'm bro like 90% of my music was recorded in either a basement or a bedroom like um fucking
1: bro I always want to be indie with everything like, cause cool. there's no there's nothing more satisfying than starting your own shit and it working
0: yeah like I mean I can't speak on behalf of everybody but like I know for a fact like like Drape and like Cal and like the artists and like a lot of the artists in Boston who are like really blowing up, like they're all rapping with like their homies and like people that they ride with mm-hmm. and shit. And like, it's the same thing with me, bro. Like I fuck with the people
1: and k Merck shout out to k Merck, Yeah. k
0: Merck too, bro. Like a hundred percent. Um, you had, know, you, had you known yeah, of him before the show? I didn't know of him before the show, but you got
1: put on a Dolly, just to Dolly.
0: I listen to Dolly. I I mean, I listened to his, his tape. The intro is fire mm-hmm. on the tape. Um, and the the one that the one that he did the video with we uh, we gonna watch some shows and uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do. He's nice. Ooh. bro. Yeah, he's fire. Um but yeah, like I just I've known for a minute that like the Boston scene is actually like pretty very grassroots and like very uh close knit. And now it's like starting to come to light. So like I'm glad that it's starting to get recognized a little bit and I, I just like the direction that the shit's going.
1: W well, well the, the only problem. Um which I'm happy, like I, I can kinda be a middleman, but there's a lot of people out here are like pride themselves on being divided. Like there's a lot of like people who like wanna have like a division within it. And I'm not even trying to sound stoic, but I really think like the only way this can actually like move and pop. One there has to be a huge artist that stays. Two, people have to move as a collective.
0: Well look at the people who are starting to make noise. Who are those people? The people that are fucking with other people. Absolutely. Polo, Gio, Cal, Drape, D the K Kmerk, Millies, Stiz. I mean, like, everyone, everyone who is making noise in Boston right now, me, Youngface, everyone who's making noise in Boston right now is fucking with another artist from Boston or is hip to other artists in Boston. And that's important to put a city on.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Look yeah. at
0: Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying Boston is Atlanta. I'm just saying, like, Atlanta's blueprint was artists fuck with other artists from Atlanta, and that's how you make the noise. And, like, that's what's happening.
1: Well, so I think th- this is, like, one last thing I want to hit on because they're going to keep me on the stew soon. But, like, um, you and I both grew up as at Seabass and Sean Massuing around a lot of white kids. White kids, it w- was tough for them to care about Boston music, rich white kids specifically. I am just trying to figure out a way to make what's going on here a little bit more marketable for those people because they haven't caught on yet.
0: White people are going to be late to everything. Not, not me and us, but like not people who are with the shits, but I'm saying like, the average white person is gonna be late to some shit that's cool. Like it's mm-hmm. just look at history, bro. That's why that's why you gotta that's that's why the whole like cultural appropriation thing is a conversation. Is because people white people in general will be late to the conversation, realize some shit's cool and then capitalize off of mm-hmm. it. And that's just a fact. But I hear what you're saying, a hundred percent. It's I gave segment. I gave up on trying to get people hip to that shit when I was in high school. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm going to do my thing regardless.
1: Yeah, I feel you. I haven't, though.
0: No, but, you, I, I I get what you're saying. Because at the yeah. end of the day, like 60 or 65 percent, I don't know what the fucking number is. But the majority, it's decreasing, but the majority of the country is white. so Absolutely. Or the plurality or whatever. But like. Of the country is white So obviously to go mainstream You have to tap into that market or whatever But Well I, well, I
1: just mean even locally though too Like No yeah like imagine if all of Newton Like all the, the artists from Boston Everyone who went to LS Like loved all the artists from Boston You know what I'm saying Oh I'm sure you have boys that live in Southie That like work a corporate job You know we all do Like imagine if they all like Boston music You know what yeah. I'm saying Then that shit will fucking pop So it's a dead ass back.
0: <laughs> I don't know what the fuck just happened. Um no, I hear uh, no, I 100% hear what you're saying. Um I mean the thing is for me like the more I've gotten into the music the less I've identified with those people not that I'm actively trying to distance myself from just, those people don't care but not I as much. Yeah, like you like the more you get involved with a certain culture n- not even I'm not even talking about like black culture but just hip hop culture in general mm-hmm. you're going to identify with the people that understand it and are with the shits when it comes down to it anyway yeah and it's true. and i think i'm not telling you this but i'm saying just in general like the people the mainstream gen- general population is gonna be late to whatever's already been cool i used to skate back in the day and like all the shit that people were rocking in like 2015 was the shit that we were wearing in like 2013 you feel what i'm saying
1: you're saying you started the skating trend
0: I, no i'm not <laughs> saying <laughs> I, like I started now. this game trend i'm saying like the shit that like the, su- the subcultures find cool is what mainstream culture finds yeah, cool yeah. a year or two later. Late to the gizzy.
1: Okay. The gizzy. Y- yo, you know how we start and end these things? Also, can you like swing around just a little bit so that Cam can definitely see you? With the ten thousand dollar camera.
0: Yeah.
1: Yo. <laughs> do you know how I start and end these? Nah. So. You have one shot. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna explain it to you once. Even swing more in. Swing more in. All right.
0: Not, is this mic on? Yeah, right, we're on gonna one. we're gonna do this. Mic, mic
1: transfer. keep it a bit stacked, though, the headphones didn't have to change.
0: <laughs> no, that's a fact, but...
1: All right, so, you say, hi, your name. Okay. And... Hi. And this is my golden hour. Directly after no break, you say, hi, my name, and that was my golden hour. There's no break in between. You put your sauce on it, you get one shot. If you fuck up, you're a dub. I'll never speak to Sean again. You might send you a text and yo, nice song. But additionally, this is how everyone's going to remember you up here because this is what I'm going to cut at the end of the season.
0: All right. Look in the camera. Whatever you want to do, brother. Do your thing. Hi, this is Mike Fellow, and this is my golden hour.
1: So you got to say two things, bro. <laughs> You gotta say this is my golden hour and that was my golden hour.
0: I gotta say both.
1: Yes, bro. Because once
0: one opens and one ends. <laughs> right. Hi, this is Mike Fellow and this was my golden hour and that was my golden hour.
1: I'm gonna we're gonna go one more time and it's not even bad. Don't get anxious. It's fine, bro. This is my golden hour, right? Hi, I'm Mike Fellow. Yeah, this yeah. is my golden hour. Right. Hi, I'm Mike Fellow.
0: That was my golden oh. hour. Oh, I see what you're saying because you put one in the beginning and one at the end. Exactly. All right. Hi, this is Mike Fellow. Wait, all right. (laughs) Hi, this is Mike Fellow, and this is my golden hour. And that was my golden hour. No, it's hi, I'm Mike Fellow, and that was my golden hour. (laughs) My bad, my bad, yo. I'm a little, all right. This is off four modillos. Yeah, I'm off the four. All right. Hi, this is Mike Fellow, and this is my golden hour. Nice. Hi, this is Mike Fellow, and that was my golden hour. Perfectly executed. only took six tries, Sean. You gotta <laughs> you, You're gonna still talk to him though right Well do not you, cu- you can't cut him off completely you Cut what off You said if I fuck it up You won't talk to Sean oh, I'm just fucking around Alright good Alright Hey